The Derek and Mike Podcast. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate you being here. My name is Mike. This is my boy, Derek. What's up, Mike? What's up, everybody? D, I wanted to tell you all about a really awesome customer experience, uh, customer service experience I had recently. Want to hear it? I do. I do. And I believe that it's really awesome. But uh, a customer service experience is not like uh, making my... um, Nipples hard? Am I allowed to say that? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, totally. You're not getting all bonery <laughs> off my customer service experience. So, dude, I, I guess my elation comes from my constant uh, frustration of every time I have to deal with some sort of customer support line or whatever, it's fucking frustrating. And more often than not, you end up talking to a robot or having a robot beg you to explain your problem. Hey, I can help you if you tell me. And then you tell him and he obviously can't help you because he's a, a robot. Yeah. Um. And customer service is so often so horrible and useless and frustrating that when you have a good experience, it really stands out. Uh, and this particular one was not just good, it was great. Well, tell so, me the company name. So it's Moen. Oh, uh, sorry, M-O-E-N. Uh, they the make sink? a bunch of, bat- bunch of bathroom shit? Yeah, oh, yeah totally. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they make other stuff, but in my case, uh, we have a bunch of Moen bathroom fixtures, faucets in our house. Yeah. And... I wrote down all the model numbers for our bathroom sinks because we got super hard water in California and our, our faucet aerators, the little part where the water comes out, it's got a little filter in it. Those things are crusted up beyond belief, like fucking barnacles growing on them and shit. Like they are just crusty. Yeah. And I've tried to clean them as many times as I can and they're just done, right? Uh-huh. So I've looked them up online and they're super expensive online and kind of hard to find where you're paying like 15 bucks each for a little aerator and... uh I mean, I'll buy them, but it just seems crazy to buy this tiny little plastic filter for 15 bucks, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, So when I was looking them up, I found the manual for the faucet that I have, and it gives you a little parts, an exploded parts diagram that shows you everything. That's how I got the aerator model number to search for. And then there's a customer service number at the bottom. And my hopes were not high, but my internet searches for replacement aerators came up so short and so expensive that I'm like, eh, fuck it, what do I got to lose? I'll throw myself into the gauntlet of customer service, to which, uh, or or of which I do not expect much. So I called him and got a human on the phone pretty goddamn quickly. I only wow. had to hit, like, two numbers, and a human answered in a few minutes. They were super nice, wow. and... Uh, she was able to find the part that I needed, like, right away. It was super efficient and fast. And then she just started asking me, like, oh, what's your phone number? What's your address? Uh, okay, would you like expedited shipping on these uh, aerators? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Um, what do these things cost? Like, do you sell them? Or I need six of them. You know, is that a problem? Or how many? No, we have them in stock. And uh, we're just going to send them to you free of charge. We'll put them under warranty. Went, oh, cool. Uh, seriously? Uh, and she goes, yeah, yeah, no, you got a lifetime warranty on those, so um, I'm just going to send them to you. And I'm, wow. They, they lost money on the deal. I'm just floored. Uh, and I'm like, okay, well, uh, what are the shipping options? She goes, oh, no, it's just priority shipping free. 
like free. You don't want a penny from me right now. You're just going to mail me six of these aerators that I was about to buy for $15 each online. It was incredible. Dang, that is good. Let's give him another right? shout out maybe, right? Dude, Moen, fucking Moen. I thought it was M-O-E-N, no? It is. Did I spell it wrong? I think you said a W earlier. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll I probably fucked it all back up. To yeah. that. But yeah, right, Mo, that, that, that's great. I, I wonder M-O-E-N. where they're based out of. I have no idea. The lady I talked to was in Idaho. And oh, uh, okay. she did make me feel bad about living in California, very subtly and sweetly, where I told her we have really hard water out here. And she's like, oh, it always makes me so sad to hear about people with terrible water. And I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, we do have pretty bad water. Yeah. Now, now, I'm, now I'm just disappointed with where I live. <laughs> thanks for that. Well, you, you but can also, get, thanks for the free aerators. You can get water filters for that. You know, they have like whole house filters and then they also have like under sink filters that you can get that kind of like soften yeah. the water and filter it too. Water softener systems. My sister lives nearby in the same city and she has uh, a whole water softening system and it's worth it. Uh, I don't kinda. know. It depends. I'm kind of cheap, dude. Well, but you know, I, it depends what you buy, right? There, we had, uh, well, I'll tell you a story. I went to Home Depot one time and I got approached by somebody with a Home Depot apron and everything. And they're like, oh, hey, would you like a $20 Home Depot card? Um, just submit your thing. Take this little survey. So I did. Oh, they were one of those lead generators that's sitting up front just like, hey, 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 can I talk to you about solar? Yeah. Annoying. Uh, I mean, and, yeah. and you can't wear a Home Depot apron. Where's that? You know, I. Yeah, you know, that's that's a faux pas. So anyway, ended up um, having somebody come out and he pitched me the whole deal about the water softener and the water filter, whole whole home water filter came in and looked at uh, where he would put it and everything. It's like, yeah. Right. And, you know, I, I'm like, let's let's get to brass tacks here. What um, what's the range? And I wasn't even being, you know, I, I think this is a plausible question. Uh, what's the range that I'm looking to pay. Like, I'm not asking you yeah. for a price. I'm not asking you to commit. I just right. want to know the range. Yeah. Are we talking like entry level two grand, upper level five grand, 20 grand, 800 bucks? Like, what wh- 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 ballpark are we in here? Yeah, exactly. Give me the ballpark. His, his words out of his mouth were, I can't tell you that right now. Get the fuck off my property. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm thinking like, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, if you can't tell me that, it's like you got something to hide. So Yeah, first he needs to do a big, long, extended song and dance to build value. And then the more annoying thing that people like that do, same with like solar reps, I've talked to one or two, is they need to ask you a million questions to assess what you're already paying yeah. so they can equate that to the value that they're trying to build. And at the end, they're going to make it impossible for you to say no by saying, but you've already told me that you're doing this and this and this. And I've addressed that and solved that problem by offering this and this and this value. So you can't say no. And uh, I don't want you all up in my business. Um, That's right. I'm considering your product. I'm interested in your product. And if you just tell me what it costs, I will make my own decision. I don't need you injecting yourself into my finances uh, and making a case for why I can't afford not to buy your product. I appreciate the salesmanship there. But uh, still, get off my property. It's like you got a psychological sales game going on with that. You know, uh-huh. you got like this whole. Um, it's like they've hired psychiatrists, you know, psychologists that are um, experts in like human psychology and like how to get around uh, a sales technique, really. And that's kind of what they're pitching you, and they they've got it all down pat. 
And like, look, I don't want Sigmund Freud in my house. You know, get out, like, <laughs> move along. The, the water softener guy's like, hmm, <laughs> tell me about your mother. Oh, yeah, man. I, I, I told him, I, you know, I, and I, I called him up because he wanted to schedule like a follow up or whatever. And, and I'm a nice guy. I'm a little bit of a pushover sometimes. So like when he scheduled follow up, like I went with and I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then when he left, I was like, you know, I was talking to my wife. I'm like, yeah, this is not going to happen. He's, he's not coming over here again. So did he ever give you a price quote? No, but knowing oh, the company that he worked for, I looked it up online and like the, the very first thing I found was like, don't fucking do it. <laughs> you know, it was like, it was like eight to 10,000. It, it was, you know, I come to find out it was like eight, $8,000. And this is for like a water softening system? Softening slash filtering system. And, and oh, okay. their, their stick is that like, well, you know, um, yeah, it lasts what? 10 years. And if you move, like we'll move it with you kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't and what care. what are you spending on bottled water every month? Because we have to equate your savings on bottled water and all this other crap. And and the kicker was too, it's like, and how much uh, laundry soap do you use? Because you'll have to use much less laundry soap with soft uh. water. And you Dude. like I laundry soap is not I'm not like sitting not, at I'm the not, dinner table with my wife yeah. saying like how much money do we spend on laundry soap this month? What's our laundry soap budget? Like yeah, oh it's thirteen dollars a month. Wow, we really need to trim that down. Exactly. It's like yeah, uh, it's, it's not even on the table. And dude, um, other things need focus, not laundry soap. I don't I I don't care. That's right. Yeah. So huh. said no, and of course you know when I told him no, he's got his psychological comeback. For that too, as the why, and and then the guilt trip, and then the whole you know nine yards, and just like uh, look, I'm not interested in it. I'm not going to pay that much for a water filter system. Just not going to happen. I appreciate your time, and I'm sorry that you uh, you came out here. And maybe if you felt like you wasted your time, apologize for that too. But and 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 I think the way I framed it was just you know he probably yeah. if I was him at least I would kind of look back and say like yeah this company I work for sucks. <laughs> he would question you you think he should question his career choice well or it's, at least it's that funny should, that you yeah. felt bad you're like hey i'm really sorry um sorry i'm not going to spend nine grand out here uh but uh yeah you wasted a trip I'm, I'm really sorry i feel bad about not spending nine grand with you like fuck that guy that's his job and i bet he he made you feel like you had to take that appointment like those sorts of in-home salesmen get so pushy with their whole like, oh, uh, what what day is better for you? Tuesday or Thursday afternoon? To where you can't just where you feel obligated to be like, oh, I guy, uh, I guess I guess Tuesday is is better for me. Okay, great, Tuesday. Be there at one o'clock. What's the address? And you feel all fucking forced into accepting these uh, appointments. And I'm actually mostly immune to that because I've been in sales my whole my whole life, so yeah. I know that game. I've studied and mastered that game, and. Uh, it's fun to me when another salesman is trying to um, <laughs> ply his wares upon me. Uh, I almost enjoy it. A great you're sitting deal. at a chess table, or you're sitting in, yeah. a, a, in a chess match, huh? And, and maybe my head is too big, but honestly, <laughs> I feel like when I lock horns with the salesman like that, I feel like I'm the grandmaster of chess, and he's some newbie who doesn't know I'm a grandmaster. I have this vision in my head where I'm just like, okay, give it a shot, kiddo. Let's see what you got. <laughs> That's how I feel. Well, That's you are, funny. yeah. I mean, you certainly have the sales experience, you know. So, <laughs> oh man, 
And, and, and it's just when, when you're in sales, like in any industry, you become so familiar with the tactics or, or systems of that industry that when someone else is trying to uh, come at you using those tactics, it's just plain as day to you. Whereas maybe for other people, it's not so plain as day, their, their tactics and guilt trips and loaded questions or open-ended questions and all the crap salespeople do to keep you talking uh, and keep moving you toward the close. Uh, become super obvious to me because I'm used to it and I've done it for so long that um, it, it's just fun. It's comical. But it works, and it's a dick move. And I'm work. still in some sort of a salesy position, and I really do my best not to employ snaky, sharky tactics. Uh, it's impossible not to use any tactics, but I really do my best not to be that kind of manipulative asshole that gives salesmen a bad name in general because... Um, it's annoying. No one wants to be sold. Uh, yeah. I have this cheesy mindset in sales where I'm like, I don't want to sell anybody anything. I just want to help people buy. And if I can ask them questions and find out what's important to them and what they're looking for, and if I have a true solution to that, I'll offer it as a solution. And here's some reasons why I think it would be good for you. But uh, I really try to do my best not to sell anyone. Like I said, I just, I just want to help people buy. I remember you and I having a conversation when you were... I think we, we were definitely both in our 20s. You were probably like in your earlier 20s. And it was yeah. like um, you were saying back then you were like, I just want that sales job where I can take people out golfing. And, <laughs> and just I kinda, have that now. Yeah, yeah. And you deserve that too because, That's you know, funny. yeah, you're a people it's, person. Yeah. Well, and it really sounds like like a lazy kind of a, a, a weak ass position where it's like, Oh, all I want to do no. is take people golfing. And, and maybe I, I don't even know if I truly appreciated it for what it was then, but it's a important role relationship management where, you know, decision makers that are, are managing budgets and in charge of spending, they want to work with someone they trust. Yeah. And part of trust is relationship, right? They need to know you to trust you. Absolutely. So a huge part of my job is just knowing people, making sure they're taken care of, making sure I understand what's important to them and communicating that back to my company who doesn't have that uh, emotional connection or relationship with the customer. So I am the I am the personal connection to our customers and helping our company understand what they need. So I'm really just like a middleman of needs and fulfillment and uh, conveying the importance of of what needs to be conveyed between two disconnected parties. It's a fun yeah. position. I like it. You're in insurance too. You're, you're a sales and you're insurance because you're insuring that your company keeps that account open. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, yeah. If something well, went I'm wrong with that account, you know, you're yeah. like, hey, we're going to lose this account. Let's Let's do X, Y, and Z to keep this account. Right. No. So I see that problem uh, or that storm forming before it ever hits the customer or the company. Uh, but then also on the other side, too, is like the company holds me accountable for it, um, where it's like, hey, Mike, the numbers on, uh, you know, Johnson Steel are declining. What's wrong with Johnson Steel? Are they using someone else? Why aren't they spending as much as they did last year? So it's my job also to find out like, hey, what's the deal? Uh, Johnson Steel, are you guys you know, using someone else as a vendor or are you just slower and you're not spending as much or what's the deal? Why are you spending less this year than you did last year? Um, and when, you when you're close to someone, when you have a good relationship, that's an easy conversation to have. I just kind of always fall on the side of being honest. Like, yeah. hey, dude, I'm getting some heat from management. They're tracking the numbers and saying that you guys are down 20% this year. Like, what's going on? You know, what? why? And if you're cool with people and they know you're genuine, it's a lot easier to ask 
uh, difficult questions like that or probing questions where if I didn't have a good relationship with Johnson Plumbing or Johnson Steel or whatever I said they were, uh, then it becomes like just some nosy asshole salesman like, hey, fuck you. Why, why do you care what I'm spending? Don't don't stick your nose in my business. You know, so it's important to have that relationship so you can ask people questions like that. And that's just how you are. Like you were that way at that software company where, where we both work too. Yeah. And um, yeah, I worked, uh, the story for everybody is I worked tech support. I was like the manager of tech support. I really didn't have much um, business managing people, but I was the best at what I did. So they made me manager. And then um, you were in the sales department and man, we didn't, we have some great times at that job. That was, uh, that was one of the best periods of my life um, working there with you and, and the owner, the owner was a brilliant um, software engineer and a businessman and really just like a cool mentor type of a guy for me, at least at that point in my life. Same here. And uh, I learned so much from him on so many different levels, professionally and personally, that uh, I, I, w- I would really enjoy seeing him again one day and just telling him how big of an impact he had on my life over such a short period of working together. It was only a couple of years or maybe, shit, I don't know, what do you think, three or four years? I'm really bad at, at that. Yeah, I would say three, a few years. three or four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three or four years feels right. Uh, but he had a monstrous effect on who I became and, and what I ended up doing professionally. And, and uh, that guy was pivotal in my in my progress. So it'd be cool to see him. I don't have any connection with him or anything. I don't know if you do, but it'd be cool to yeah, see him I, say, Hey, like, ah, you're fucking awesome. I've chatted with him a little bit. I think I chatted with him. Um, yeah, a few months, ago. not talked, but just emailed like a few oh, yeah. months ago, but I, I feel the same way too. He really was a pivotal person in my life. And I want him to know that too. Like, because, yeah. um, and I'll tell you one little embarrassing story, which kind of exposes how pivotal that I felt he was like kind of at a subconscious level. I was talking to him one time, one time inside of his office and I accidentally called him dad. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know that sounds weird. I mean, he was kind of in that age range ish, you know, you know, um, what's funny is yeah. when I was explaining to you how I think of him, that's really the only thing I could think of also is how do I, how do I convey the type of guy that he is to me and, yeah. and not use the word dad. Yeah. So I thought of mentor, which uh-huh. I guess better describes him, but I was thinking the same word too. Like he was very fatherly. Um, and I could see that's an easy mistake to make, uh, for that guy. He's awesome. Yeah. It came out. I was like, I'm like, thanks dad. And I'm, and I just like, I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> like it, it was so embarrassing. And like, he kind of looked and he had an awkward ish but also he was very um i mean uh he, he took it as a compliment i think too i'm you sure kind of like oh you know and he, i i i love that guy i love him we can use his first name i, I don't want to like oust him or anything but tim is his name and it was like um yeah i i, I can't thank him enough yeah no it's cool you feel that way because you you've had a lot of great jobs in that industry. That was my first, uh, not only really my first tech job, but really my first real job job, career type job. I had had jobs before. I had sold stuff. Remember I worked at like a tool company where I was selling tools over the phone, like telemarketing. That was kind of a bullshit job. Really, really beneficial to growth and experience and and all kinds of, of, of cool growing opportunities there. But really it was a bullshit job. 
And uh, how did I? Did you, oh, I know. the boat. I know. The boat. The yeah, boat. Yeah. Fucking Derek. That's yeah. right, dude. The <laughs> boat. So, okay. You brought me on a company trip. You already worked at this awesome software company for Tim. Yep. And you invited me on a boat trip that was what? Like a company party? Like a company Christmas party. Company Christmas party, right. That's right. And okay. Newport, Newport Beach, I think. It was in okay. uh, Newport Beach. And he rented out a, a fairly good sized yacht. Uh-huh. that um somebody else drove but you know all the alcohol was free and he invited like all his friends and extended friends and everything and um yeah that's where uh <laughs> we partied there and then and then he rented out the uh a good part of the floor of a nightclub like on a friday that's or saturday right. night <laughs> uh-huh okay man i was and that's where you then. met him because i was like tim this is my friend mike you know, he's in sales and Tim has always had an affinity for salespeople because his father was in sales and he, he just loved sales <laughs> departments and he really respected them. So when he heard about you being a sales guy, you guys just, bam, you just clicked. Yeah. We had a cool experience where, I mean, shit, dude, I was underage then. I was like 19. Mm. Um, I know I was underage because for years we would travel around to trade shows together and I couldn't drink. Um, but we would we would we would get around that. He would have to you know sneak me beers and and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, me being underage was was always kind of a a thing when we were out traveling to trade shows. <clears throat> but even at that nightclub, I don't know if I used my fake ID you or did, if I never did. got you carded. Used, or no, whatever. I remember I remember us going in there because you needed that ID okay. to get in there. <clears throat> and yeah, yeah, and and Tim, we we planned it. Now that I'm thinking about it, like it's funny how these things come back, but. Yeah, it was kind of like Tim was like, okay, I'll go first, you go second. You know, it was we we had it planned where like you were sandwiched in between me and Tim. Like the nineteen year old wasn't the one like just rolling up, you know, very first. So right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we were kind of strategic. So like obviously, I didn't know Tim at all, never met him. You just invited me to a work event. You and I went as friends and. I'm talkative and, and I just like meeting people. So I ended up making kind of friends with some of the people that were already there. Yeah. At some point I started talking to Tim one on the, I don't honestly remember if it was on the boat or it was on the, dan- to the actually it was on the dance floor where you guys had like an extended conversation. Because... We ended up sitting off to the side, like getting deep into it and like full blown made friends. Yeah. And that was, that was when he either offered me the job or kind of told me that he was thinking about me for the job. I think he he didn't necessarily offer it because he had a sales manager at the time. Remember uh, Bassam? Oh, right. Bassam Elkert. Yeah. Bassam. Yeah. So he, he had a quote unquote sales manager for this company. And he he essentially made it known that he really liked me and would like me to come join his team. And at some point later on, either I called or he had Bassam call me or something like that. And then I ended up interviewing with Bassam and... I I think the feeling was, what were you thinking, Tim? Why would you want to hire this punk ass kid? Yeah, with Bassam. And, uh, Bassam was yeah. real kind of narrow minded. Yeah, Bassam he would he wasn't feeling me, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to say the least. He was a very buttoned up kind of a dude, and I probably had blue hair at some point or or something. Tats. I mean, I was in I was in the peak of my fucking punk rock idiot party guy days, and um. Yeah, Tim was cool, so he saw through all that, saw some potential in me, and probably just told Bassam, like, yeah, I don't care what you think, we're hiring this kid, and gave me a shot, and that changed my life big time, dude. 
and Tony liked you a lot too. I, I think that was really a, a good thing in your corner. I mean, Tony, Tony loved you. Remember, that was the girl, the office uh, manager. Yeah, dude. The blonde I hair. liked her so much and she liked me so much. And I, she's actually the kind of person who I click with really, really well. Like, um, uh, women in an office, that, that general kind of a role, I guess women in general, like moms or whatever, like I've always, I've always got along with them really well. Like moms really like me. And Tony was kind of a mom-ish mm-hmm. sort of a lady, uh, certainly was older than me and, and liked me for whatever reason. We just really clicked. And that, that's pretty common with, with women like Tony. They, they seem to like me. Um, and that's cool. That's, that's a beneficial, uh, advocate to have on my side and certainly was in that case. Yeah. Like Tim and Tony were super tight. So when she liked me and Tim liked me, I was in. We just had to get this asshole Bassam out of the way because he was not digging me. Yeah. Yeah, that was, um, yeah, those were good times. I, they really were. I Remember mean, and then yeah. when I first started with that company, uh, it was in that tiny little office in Corona. Oh, did you start when it was yeah. then? Yeah, yeah. We were, they were in a tiny little office in Corona. Yeah. And then was, after was, some amount of time, not a really long time, but I was just yeah. at one of those little tables, you know, in kind of that little group oh. room with everybody. And then eventually, not even that long after that, he moved it out to that big, awesome building by the beach. And um, that, was that was cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I had that big office down at the end there. I mean, at first I was in that fishbowl, but then, and yeah, then you had uh, big, we awesome expanded. Office. Yeah, remember that? I was like the yeah. big swing in the swing. Yeah, you were, there. you were the big dog. You were the make it happen <laughs> guy. And uh, myself and Eric. Remember Eric, the other sales guy? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, he was fucking cool. Yeah, I loved Italian Eric, Eric man. Yeah. yeah, he was all super into the Sopranos. He was all like, he was he was Italian and stoked on being Italian, loved the Sopranos, <laughs> and he was like everything an Italian business guy should be. He was like a cartoon of an Italian business guy. I like that guy. He was fucking cool. <laughs> I'm laughing because I remember that time I fucked with you guys because I had admin rights on the network. So like I hacked into your computers and I put in the, in the start menu like that those songs. No, you did? I don't remember that at all. <laughs> oh, Eric was begging me to take it out, dude. Yeah, it was like uh, I put like uh, the Venga Boys or something in your startup like a 14 second every time you booted up your computer. It, it was like we like to party. We like we like to party. And Vega was like, yeah, it's funny, dude, but I would really like that off my computer. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It was funny the first sixty times and now yeah. it's just all there. Can you take can you take it out? Uh and then I, and then I put that one thing on your desktop. I put an icon on your desktop that said uh, it said, um, what was that punk band name? Uh one of your punk bands that you absolutely loved. I, I made the icon that. Uh, like you, no effects. You, yeah, no effects. And when you clicked on that icon, <laughs> you clicked on that icon and it made like 10,000. <laughs> it made like 10,000 icons on your desktop. And then you're, you're such a dick. You're <laughs> oh my God. I was such a dick. But <laughs> and then uh, you're like, yeah, I keep deleting them and they keep just showing back up. <laughs> I'm like, that. That. you're only deleting, you're only oh. deleting 50 of the other, the other, uh, 9,950 uh, are off your desktop. <laughs> God, that's what I get for being such good friends with a computer nerd. Is oh, this yeah. is what you get. You uh, get terrible too- fucking songs in your startup menu. You get fucking <laughs> infinitely replicating desktop icons that are fucking bait too. Like, how can I not click a no effects icon on my desktop? I'm just like, oh, fucking no effects. Awesome. Click. Oh, no. 
Oh, oh man. that was too funny. Oh man. I remember too, another dick thing you did was <laughs> when my band first got a a, a website, oh, no. which <laughs> which was back in those days too, because Tim and that software company taught me how to use computers. I literally didn't know how to send an email before I went to go sell advanced software. Um, and yep. which is amazing. That that maybe is a testament to my my powers of bullshit, but I had no fucking clue how to use a computer. <laughs> And then learn pretty quick. I'm a quick learner, so I figured stuff out. And next thing you know, I bought a domain uh, for the for the web for the band back then. I bought a, a .com address. And Derek, my computer genius best friend, uh, I asked you for help to build a nice band website. <laughs> I'm sorry. And you were so nice to help me build a website. And then you fucking put a big <laughs> dick on the homepage. <laughs> And then you were like, I mean, it, was, it wasn't like a, a photo of a dick. It was like the shape of a dick. But then you were like, nah, bro, it's not a dick. It's an arrow. Look, it's 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 pointing over oh, here. It's no. pointing to the content. Like, hey, look over here. Here's the cool. I'm like, nah, man, it's a dick. You put a dick on our homepage. Hey, I took it down pretty quick. I would take it down pretty quick. But yeah, it was only no, a couple of weeks. I mean, but you got to admit, back then, it was... It was practically impossible to get a website up, right? Remember, like no, that those was were early days, man. Yeah. Was, that there was no WordPress, there was no shit like oh, that. Like, no, you, you had to fucking write that shit in raw HTML. That's right. Um, and we're probably talking two thousand one or something. Two thousand. Yep. This was old school, man. Yeah, I think I drew that with just like MS Paint. I was like, oh, let me just fuck around right here. So I just <laughs> drew like a pecker. <laughs> like, and I'm like, it's not a pecker, that's an arrow. Uh, <laughs> no, oh, that's a dick. Man, you put that and then you were so you were so earnest about it too. Like, oh, that's not a dick, man. It's an arrow. Oh God. Hey, you know what? Like, it was free. I did it for free though. You know, come on, let me have some form of payment. That that's what I get. Yeah. Oh, Dude, and then our our mascot. This game. Remember you <laughs> you you made like a, a mascot. It was <laughs> you you cut out a photo of a cat taking a shit, <laughs> and you put a cape on him, and he's riding a skateboard. And there's like on the homepage of our band website, like we're trying to be cool, man. So you got a dick arrow. And a fucking cat taking a shit with a cape and a skateboard, which really, okay, it wasn't that terrible, but not not really the image we were going for. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not so, I'm not so sure about the cat, man. You're like, no, the cat's awesome. Keep the cat. Uh, man, all right, did uh, I did I uh, twist your arm on that a little bit? I'm sorry. You wouldn't you wouldn't remove it. No, it's so because I'm just like, nah, Derek, come on, dude, just take off the dick and take the cat off. Like, just put our logo, you know. And, I thought you said nah, you liked the cat, though. You told me you liked the cat, though. The the cat grew on us okay so eventually we uh incorporated well, some people the cat. didn't like the cat in your in your band they really hated so, the cat some people hated the cat yeah yeah like chris he <laughs> he hated the cat he didn't get it at all he was like what's up with the cat dude like take that shit off what, what's with the fucking cat and then i and then i adopted your um confused smart ass facade where i was like what are you what are you what are you talking about dude the cat's awesome like what, what's wrong with the cat because it was literally like the way you played me when i told you when i was like hey, what's up with the cat dude you kind of gave me like what do you, what do you it's, it's awesome what's not to like oh uh, man oh, so that's... i gave chris the same treatment when he asked me about the cat i was like what do you mean dude it's awesome yeah fucking the cat well you know that was oh, a fun man. psychological game though uh, yeah, because no, he you live for that shit. <laughs> I do, I do. I fuck around with it. I remember Chris when he um, was talking about the cat in front of me one time, and the disgust on his face about that—he he hated that cat. 
he, he's like, no, I don't like that. <laughs> you know, it's funny now that I'm remembering, this was so long ago in those early days of the band, when I became aware that Chris hated the cat so much, I kind of started wanting it more. And we started using the cat on, on more shit. Like I'd put it on flyers. Like that's, that's our thing. Like that's, that's our cat. Like that's, that's our, that's part of our image now. It's, it's us. It's I remember that. Yeah. You had it on your flyers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I started using it, dude. It became our, like, thing, you know? And then even eventually it became, like, this um, quaint <laughs> reckoning back to our early days as we became an older band. It was like, hey, remember the cat? Yeah, that's 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 us, man. That's our cat. Our pooping, skateboarding cat with a cape. That's, <laughs> Do that's you still us. have that? Do you still have that image? Fuck yeah, I have everything, dude. Oh, no, I got to see that image. We, we should I put that on our... Should we put everything. that on our website somewhere? <laughs> Somewhere, <laughs> even hidden, doesn't have to be oh on the front page. Oh my god! Oh my <laughs> the god! The cat's never gonna leave. No, no, it'll never go away. I'll keep it forever, dude. I loved it. It's locked away in my Dropbox archives. I have everything, dude. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome! Oh man! Oh my god! Oh my god! Dude, those were fun old school days. The old early uh, dipshit fuck around band days were so much fun. And I think, honestly, I was, like, convinced that they would last forever. Like, I was just convinced that we were going to become, you know, massive artists, tour the world, and get to be dipshit punk rockers forever. And uh, I, I didn't appreciate those days for as temporary and, and like, awesome as they were. I was having a great time, don't, don't get me wrong, but yeah. I, didn't, I didn't realize that they would all be gone, like, at some point fairly soon. Well, not really soon. I guess our, our punk rock days lasted for... 20 some years yeah. uh, which is pretty good but uh now that they're over now that i'm like you know uh semi-mature not really mature but pseudo pseudo mature dad who yeah. doesn't really play punk rock shows anymore uh i cherish those days more than ever they were so much fun would you say you miss it no i'll cherish it i don't miss yeah. it i like who i am now yeah. uh i like doing what i'm doing i I I did the crazy ass band days for for long enough, plenty long. I don't feel like, oh man, if I could only still be, you know, staying in some shithole hotel in uh fucking heroin neighborhood Hollywood, uh playing shows, you know, on a fucking Thursday night. Uh no, I don't I don't want to be doing that now. I don't miss it in the sense where I wish I was still doing that, but goddamn did I love it and I'll cherish those days forever. It was so much fun so much fun uh that was, just it, yeah it was fun just being times. being uh a, a, a friend of the band too and just like hanging out with you guys and um well i say you guys as if i wasn't part of it i mean yeah we, we were really all just, just one, one big crew. family we mm-hmm. were all just doing it like when we went to yeah. hollywood we would rent a party bus we would all go out there together we would all just descend on some poor unwilling unwitting fucking dive bar like oh god here's a bus full of idiots just invading and uh we would do our thing and then we'd all load back into the bus and just leave that poor hapless dive bar in our wake and uh man that was fun but we were just one giant group of friends yeah just because we were the four playing instruments on stage meant nothing you guys were just as big of a part of the whole thing as as any of us totally and uh and that's where that software job came in because with that money you could like rent buses and do shit like 
cause some oh, massive man. chaos. And, and <laughs> Dude, when I was a kid at that software company, this was like early 2000s. I was not even 21 yet. And I was already making like 100 grand a year at this software company or, or yeah. somewhere in that ballpark, 80, uh -huh. 90, 100, whatever. I was making like a fuckload of money for a kid with no responsibility. And um, all I did was spend that money on partying, on uh, making shirts for the band, putting together rad shows where we rented, yeah, those buses. Uh, and then even like non-band related fun where we would just like go on trips to Mexico or um, charter fishing boats and just go mad on the ocean. All that rent, kind of rent stuff. Rent a hotel. Like, yeah. Rent, renting yeah. hotel rooms just to party in. And, yeah, totally. Uh, all over the place. And, and nothing at any point of the whole band initiative was focused around generating a profit. Like it was purely an expense. Um, even if we made a couple of hundred bucks at a show, we spent way more than that in booze and food and hotels and uh, just all the all the surrounding shit that it took to go have a great time at a show. Bus drivers. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Driver, whatever yeah. whatever it costs to bus 50 of your friends out to Hollywood, <laughs> stay for the night, get completely fucked up and raise, raise hell, uh, the $300 we made at that club was not covering the bill. There were some cool bus drivers back then, too. Remember, we were just like... Because if I was a bus driver and I saw like a bunch of 19 to 24 year olds like starting to board my bus, I'd be like, oh, fuck this. Like, oh, man. Bussin' Steve, dude. Oh, Bussin' That's right. Yeah. It, yeah. Bussin' Steve. I forgot. you. Bussin' Steve. So he was really the only cool one. We found this um, charter bus company. I don't remember what they were called. They're probably gone now, I'm sure. But they were they were run by like kind of a stuffy professional like middle eastern -y kind of a guy like one of those dudes that owns a taxi company this guy owned a, a charter bus company he was cool but um he was never the one driving the bus so we would just call him and book a bus and one day bus and steve showed up and he was Bussons. the fucking coolest and we clicked we clicked with Bus and Steve right away. Like he was ex party guy, probably did some drugs in his younger years. And when he saw us just fucking madmen loading onto the bus, he was probably like, Cool, these guys are fun. And uh he was cool with everything, dude. We brought kegs onto the bus, we would hotbox the bus, um <laughs> literally doing like lines of coke right right out in the open, like without caring about any of it. Uh it was insane. And then, obviously, every time we were booking buses from that company, we were like, uh, we're going to need Bus and Steve. So, like, <laughs> don't send us anybody but Bus and Steve. Yep. And uh, that was the automatic. I mean, he became just part of the crew, dude. I mean, I had his personal phone number. I would even just call him. And eventually it was just like, hey, it's Steve. We, we've got a show in Hollywood, you know, next Thursday or next Saturday or whatever it is. Um, book it for us. Like, tell your boss that you're doing it because you're the only option here. And... Uh, Remember, they even had, like, TVs in the bus, so yeah. I would bring fucking VHS tapes. This was before DVDs, and uh, I would bring DV VHS tapes of, like, old Dead Kennedys concerts or Bad Religion concerts or NoFX concerts or any kind of fucking punk rock shows just to have music and visual in the bus, and it was a party in there, dude. Yeah, it was. I, um, The Key Club. That the was Key like, Club was a rad show. Ooh. That was rad. The Palace was rad. The Whiskey was fucking yeah. fun. Uh -huh. The Roxy, all those Hollywood shows. And then even some of my favorite trips were not Hollywood, like San Diego. We would go down to San Diego, and those were fun because they were a really long drive. And, like, it ended up to where the the bus trip to and from the show was the real party. Getting to the show was like, ah, we're here. All right, we got to go fucking rage in a nightclub for two hours. But then we get to get back on the bus, and the real fun is back going on, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. Man. Dude, I remember one time we were playing in, must have been Orange County, because we were going down the, the 91 freeway like by Imperial Highway, and which is not very far from the pickup point. It's probably only 15 or 20 minutes from the pickup point. And we called the bus. We met up at Chris's house, uh, Chris's dad's house, actually. And that was where we rendezvoused a lot. And we were already partying before the bus ever showed up. So we were fucking lubed up and ready to rock, loaded onto the bus. And it was a driver different than Bus and Steve. Some other guy. Boom, boom, boom. Boom. And, IDs. Uh, you know, I'm sure he was a fine fellow, but he wasn't Bus and Steve. That's for damn sure. And uh, this guy tried to tolerate us idiots for as long as he could, which turned out to be not very long because by the time we hit to Imperial Highway, which is, like I said, only like 15 or 20 minutes from the pickup point, this guy pulled over on the shoulder of the freeway, called his boss, and quit. No. Were you on that bus? No, I don't think I wasn't on that bus. I, I did go to an Orange County show with you guys one time, but I don't think I was on that bus. We might have played in Anaheim. This might have been House, and, House of Blues in Anaheim if we were heading down the 91 that way. But anyway, uh, playing oh, the show no, somewhere. Oh, no, I was there. Down. Somebody else came and, and drove for him, right? Dude, so this was some other random guy. He fucking quit by the time we hit Imperial Highway, 20 minutes from pickup. And uh, he called his boss, quit. And he literally, like, left, dude. Like, it was like a league of their own when the driver quits and throws dirt in the face of the of the baseball team's manager and walks away, and they're just left on the side of the road. Like, he just fucking left the bus on the side of the freeway, dude. We were on the freeway. Wow. And um, we didn't really give a shit. We didn't care if we ever made it to the show or not. We were partying like a motherfucker, dude. <laughs> uh, so we were just like, oh, no, what's going to happen? But who cares because we're partying in the bus. And... Uh, Lo and behold, the hero of the day, Bus and Steve, showed Bus and up. Steve. Oh, and he oh, walked onto I think that I bus. Was, yeah. And yeah. dude, can you imagine the uproarious cheers that sounded when Bus and Steve peeked his head through that door and the whole fucking drunken crowd of idiots saw their favorite bus driver? It was insane, dude. Oh, it was yeah. literally like, like if you're at a concert like a small time kind of a mediocre band size concert and then some massive huge fucking name just came on to stage surprisingly and the whole crowd just erupts and goes ape shit. Yeah. That was that was the scene in the bus when we were all just like, man, abandoned on the side of the freeway, what are we going to do? And Bus and Steve showed up, saved the day, saved the party and uh it was it was epic. What a hero. Yeah. Fucking A, dude. I hope back he's then, doing well. Back then, he probably got like a page on his pager. Nine one one. You know it. Oh, bus full of idiots. You're the only one that can handle him, Steve. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. Yeah, dude. And I think at some point, Bus and Steve went to work for a different charter bus company, and we just followed him. Like wherever you're working, we're we're paying, dude. Like you just tell us who you're fucking driving for, because we're 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 renting from that company. We're hiring you, Steve. I don't give a shit if you have a bus or not. Like, you're the one we're hiring. Yeah. Bus and Steve was the shit. Yeah. God, I bet I have a photo of him somewhere. Yeah, I would love to see some old photos of some of this stuff. You know, as a matter of fact, like, as we go through some of these episodes, wouldn't it be cool to, like, just start pulling a few things, like, from back in those days? Yeah. Yeah, we could. I guess. When we're posting an episode, uh, well, in the description, we can't really put photos in the description. Maybe we can do that on our own website, DerekandMike.com. That's what I'm thinking. You know, make Uh like a blog post for each episode, and then we can throw some like supporting material, you know, like, uh, 
Here's a here's a photo of someone passed out in a gutter in Hollywood back in the early punk days. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, we're that would be we're breaking cool. the fourth wall right now, right? Is that yeah, are I, we allowed I guess. to do that? I don't know. Yeah, I guess. All that sounds like work, though. That means I got to go dig through my archives yeah, of like yeah, no, billions no. of photos. We can always do that at some other point. Doesn't have to be now. You know how no. hard it is for me to look through old photos, especially when I'm looking for a specific one. Like here, if like, oh, I'm going to go dig through all my old photos and find a pic of Bu- of Bus and Steve. I will go and open that folder, and I will be stuck there for like six hours. Uh, I will not breeze through that folder and find a photo of Bus and Steve. I'll go find every other fucking folder from those days and just, oh, my God, look at this and that guy. And, oh, shit, remember that? And this place was cool. And, wow, look at that chick and all this. Yeah, dude, I uh, I get sucked into that tar pit very easily. Yeah, and then and then you're just, like, going back and reminiscing over, over old times. You know, you're like... Oh, I'm I'm looking for this photo, but oh man, you remember that? Remember you this know what picture? I'll do too is I'll find some super old photo of someone that like that I love that I maybe don't talk to very often or whatever, and I'll just randomly shoot him a pic, like via text or whatever, just like, hey, remember this? And it's someone I haven't talked to in a year or two or whatever, just some old awesome photo that brings back a fucking bunch of great memories. And that's kind of a fun move. It's just like, hey, remember this? That was a great time twenty five years ago. Do you remember when I did that with you and Ron not that long ago? Probably like a year or two ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sent some crazy old photos. You never asked me where I got those, did you? Did you know? Do you know where I got those? No, I just assume you had them on your computer somewhere. Is there a story? Yeah, let's see. I'm thinking. Do I want to give that up yet? Mm. Uh oh. Oh, are you holding on to this for possible future fuck with Mike opportunities? Could, I could be. Yeah, uh, I have. You're devious. I have a. Okay, I'll just tell you. I have a four. I have a set of Ron's old yearbooks. Oh, wow. I have four of them. And I think you're in you're in at least one or two of them. Uh, Ron was two years ahead of me. So we were only in high school together for two years. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So he when he was a junior and senior, I was a freshman and sophomore. Uh, he graduated um, uh, or his his tenure of high school ended when I ended my sophomore year. What's funny is like I sent that to Ron too, and I think what I found most interesting is like when I sent that both to you guys, all those those old pictures. <laughs> you guys know better than to ask me like where I got that. Just oh yeah, because no, I'm I not, because I'm I fuck with you guys. Fucking, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know better. You, you know I live off fucking with you guys. So you're like you're like uh-huh. I'm not gonna give them any fodder. Gonna, no, no. You know. You'll just get some super like kind of like general response like, "Oh, awesome!" <laughs> or "Good times!" Exclamation point. You yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> you're not no. gonna feed into it, you little fuck. No, dude. You little fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're doing. I know what you're. Derek's up to something here. I'm not. I'm not biting. Yeah. Oh, oh man. man. I've had enough <laughs> penises on my homepage. <laughs> hey, Thank that, you. That, hey, like I said, that was the only payment. The only payment was a penis on your homepage. That's it. It's That's a, all it required. It's a fair price. It's a yeah. fair price. Yeah, it took me hours to do. You know? I mean, not the penis. That was easy. Just, oh, man. You know, drew that, to build like, the website. Oh, yeah. to writing code? Remember, like, right? I, I, I did it, too. You taught me eventually, and I, I ended up kind of taking the ball and running with it. But building websites in the early days, learning raw HTML is fucking tedious. Um flat out just writing a web page in like notepad or whatever. Yeah. And uh, more than anything, like tweaking table structures in HTML with no visual, 
like just going in and uh-huh. getting the the spacing right, like the padding and and uh, spacing and cell uh, padding, cell spacing, all that column width and all that kind of stuff, like getting uh-huh. that to lay out nicely. Table row, um, table header, table data. Yep, yep. Yeah, the meta. Remember when like metadata mattered when you had to like put all your keywords, titles, and and stuff in in metadata. Oh yeah, to get searched and picked up on. I was a pro at that. I was a pro at that uh, search engine yeah. optimization. You sure were. Yeah, if yeah. anyone was searching punk rock penis, we were certainly going to come up. <laughs> yeah, no, you, uh, you you crushed it. <laughs> oh man, like I said, I I I did it for free, but I, there's got to be a payment for everything, right? I, it's fair. I'm happy to pay the price. Yeah. I'm happy yeah. to pay the penis. <laughs> it was it was uh, a fun story. <laughs> like fuck it. Oh, give a shit. And we're punk rock anyway. It's not like we were some serious band where it was like. Oh hey, uh, um, we 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 can't have a penis on our homepage because we're uh, we're writing Christian music to really touch people and expand their their life. Uh, no, we were we were writing bitch we were writing stories about fuck dude. What were some of our songs like? Stupid bitches fucking suck. Yeah. Um, we were very sophisticated, obviously. <laughs> so a penis on our homepage was not really all that outside of our our uh, style. So well, we did take that down the first day, though. That <laughs> came down the first day when I. The first day, I do not remember it being one day. I remember that stretching out. Are you uh, sure? I don't know. Oh my god, you you came back with these infuriating responses where I'd be like, "Dude, please take the penis down." Like you're like, "Yeah, but it's not a penis, dude. It's an arrow. How's anyone going to know where to click if I don't point them in the right direction?" I mean, like, Derek, it's a it's a penis. Oh my god! There's a uh, penis on our homepage, <laughs> man. And you just kept uh, on, and you're so serious. You're so good at like this dry kind of like you don't even crack a smile. You're just like, I don't get it, man. It's just an arrow. Like we need an arrow there. Uh, it's my psychological warfare. I just love it. I just uh, feed off of that. That was just so fun. Yeah, you're, you're so good at it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you would be like, it doesn't even look like a penis. It's obviously an arrow. And I'm like, I'm like it's obviously a penis. I am in Whoa. shock right now, Mike. I can't believe you think that's a penis, dude. You really think I'm going to draw a penis on your front of your website? <laughs> <laughs> that's how you'd get indignant. Yeah. yeah, you'd just be like, "You got to be kidding me, dude! You're you're nuts if you're seeing a penis there. That's an arrow. I don't know what you're talking about." Like, and then I even take a step back, you know, where I'd just be like. Now, does it look like an arrow? I mean, I, I, <laughs> make I, story. I, like, you shouldn't I guess have told it's an me arrow. That. You shouldn't have told me that. That made that psychological <laughs> operation all the worth it right there. I made you question you just, your own. You just, you win. <laughs> yeah. No, it does. Where uh, I'm just kind of like, God, oh, is it just me? Am I the only one that's seen a penis? Like, what do they call those, those ink blot tests? You know, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe it is an arrow. Yeah, like, I mean, like, you should be ashamed you, of yourself seeing a penis. God. Yeah, dude, yeah, maybe I, I need you. to uh, take a good long look in the mirror or something. Like, man, yeah. Derek says it's an arrow. Yeah. <laughs> Guess. Hmm. Oh, man, I love that. That was so fun. Oh, dude. Yeah, and, and, I'm the, and back in those days, you know, there was no WordPress. So it was like, I'm the only one with the keys to the kingdom to the FTP account to your yeah. website so like <laughs> if you want something done you better ask Derek. like i am like oh man i am your webmaster yeah oh and and you are not above flexing that muscle in... <laughs> that's right like, like you I'm, better I'm stay on my good side i manage a lot of people's websites and i am a very uh nice guy compared <laughs> to Derek being your webmaster anyone who hires me as a webmaster you're fucking lucky 
Um, because my webmaster, the guy who taught me, is uh, <laughs> is a uh, a shifty son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh like, man, are you looking God, at me, Cross, fun. Mike? Are you looking at me, Cross? Because I got my FTP right now. I'll go get my oh, FTP right I'll now. Log in. Don't yeah. don't make me put a penis on your homepage. <laughs> <laughs> You know oh I'll do it. Yeah. I, I do. No, I ain't fucking with you, dude. I'm gonna fucking <laughs> I'm gonna send you a fruit basket and shit just, just to just to keep you happy. Damn. God damn. Man, that is funny as hell, dude. It's fun to relive those old memories. And no, I don't miss them at all, but god damn am I glad we have them. Yeah. Yeah. I was telling Megan today too, like how uh, me, you and Maul were just texting and you know, it's like we just we spent so much time with each other that you know, we just, we're just close. We're all just so close. You know, we just, we know. were, I mean, I guess a lot of people have this. I don't know if everyone does or whatever, but they have that tight knit group of friends, maybe some more or less, but we were like full blown family and, uh, we did everything together and we had a big group of guys and guys and girls. I mean, we just had a big group of friends that we were just, we did everything together. And the band was this fun kind of, uh, excuse to do some crazy shit together, you know? So we would be able to be like, hey, let's book shows. Let's go out here for the weekend. Let's go take a trip to L.A. And it was really all just a reason to go party and be crazy, you know? We got to get Ma on sometime to, it was. Oh, man. To to talk about uh, Rosarito. Rosarito, man. Those were fun trips. Yeah. Those were way fun trips. Crazy. I'm surprised that we didn't end up in In a Mexican prison. Yeah. Or dead. Uh, yeah, yeah, man, a oh, man. Rosarito was rad. I wonder if Rosarito's still the same. I haven't been to uh, Rosarito or Ensenada or many of those areas um, in a long time. Man, do you remember the fireworks that we did, like right on that beach, that big crowd? They sell beach? some incredible fireworks in Mexico, man. Remember those bottle rockets? Yeah, those bottle rockets were like four feet long with a stick of dynamite, like. 18 inches or something at the end of this long stick, there was a massive explosive bottle rocket on the end. I mean, that thing was as big as your forearm or something. It was fucking huge. Uh, And then I remember finding a a fireworks stand in Rosarito, and we were just like, oh, my God. They don't sell anything like this at home. Uh Every penny we have is going to is going to explosives right now. Like, this is an incredible find. Let's just fucking take out a loan and buy them all. And then we found out you could light them off on the beach. Uh Whoa. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. That's where everyone lights them off on the beach. Like, oh, fuck. Get out of my way. Take my money and move. And uh, it was a crowded beach. It was. Maybe we should not be blowing Chris, things up on that beach. There's like kids and dogs and people everywhere. Chris lit one of those big bottle rockets, and I don't know if you remember, but there were two federales on quads. I totally uh, remember that. I've told that story a billion times. Oh, you tell it then, yeah. No, 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 you tell it. I want to hear well, you I mean, tell it. I wonder if I've oh, got it okay. wrong. I want to hear your side, too. I mean, it's real quick, but it's just like... Um, I remember he took it, and I think he threw it in the air, thinking it was like going to shoot up. But instead, it shot like right in front of the Federales and went right in front of the guy's face. And he didn't even see it. Thank God. Because, I mean, we would have been in prison. 
I remember it very similarly. The only difference is um, we were sticking the bottle rockets into the sand, like sticking them down into the sand, and they would point up at the sky. Then we'd light them and run away, and they would uh, fire up into the sky and explode over the beach. Um, the way I remembered that scene was we stuck one of those monster forearm bottle rockets into the sand and lit it and ran away. And as we ran away, it like the weight of it caused it to lean forward, pointing toward the surf. Um, so it like, I, I thought it like kind of like fell forward. Oh no. And we saw it, but it was already lit. So no one was going to run over to it. So, okay. Now it's like, um, fucking man height level pointed straight at the surf. And as it fired and shot straight into the straight toward the water, uh, those two federales rode by on their quads. And I remember it missing them by so uncomfortably close a distance yeah. that we were just like, Oh my God. And, uh, yeah, they never turned their head, never never did anything. Maybe they did see it, and that's just so common. They don't care, or maybe they didn't see it, and we just dodged a bullet. I don't know, but that guy almost got fucked up, and we almost spent the rest of our lives in a Mexican prison. Yeah, that was uh, that was crazy. I, yeah, I, I know he was throwing them up in the air, though, maybe as he, he was lighting them, but maybe, know. maybe it maybe. wasn't that one. But I, I do know he was throwing that, because I look back, and there was a couple uh, natives there that were just looking like, you motherfuckers like they they were gonna <laughs> and i who can blame them i mean here's these assholes that are just coming over here just being jerks you know throwing loud drunken idiot assholes just yelling oh fuck this fuck yeah bro blow this shit up yeah i mean yeah we were just i'm sure we were the most annoying fucks to have next to you while you're trying to relax on the beach yeah yeah oh man yeah those those explosives on that rosarito beach were so fun and uh we brought a lot of them home with us too and and uh Blew those up stateside for quite a while. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, but that's crazy. You remember that, dude? I, uh, yeah, that was a fun trip. And we almost killed that Federale. That would have sucked. I mean, it was kind of a fun trip. It was, it was such a wild trip. Yeah. You know, that, that was one of those trips where, like, we are all lucky that we all came back, uh, alive, I think. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of are, you know, we're, we're, we're also lucky that we came back at all, um, and not in prison. Um, yeah. Was that the trip where the hotel kicked us out of the hotel and like half of our group had to go sleep on the beach? Oh no, I was, no, I mean, yes, that happened, but that was a different trip. No, no, that was that trip, but that's okay. not how it happened. I mean, yeah, there, there was an instance where later on. We were all trying to go up there and they questioned us, but we slept on the beach because of a different reason, because Ooh. I got in a fight with somebody there where I took a pillow off of the the bed. Okay. And so I, it was like I a had, hotel room with like two beds, right? Yeah. Two beds. Okay. Good number, fair number of pillows. And there was a I, fuckload of us. What was there? Like eight of us or something? Yeah. Yeah. It, right. There was a lot of people and... I had to sleep on the floor, which is, you know, I'm totally fine with, but I need, I would like a pillow. So I took a pillow, put it down on the ground. I went to the bathroom. I came back. That pillow was gone. Ooh. I went kind of irate. And, uh, I was like, what? I can't have a pillow even. I mean, cause there's plenty of pillows on, on the bed. I mean, the person that took the pillow, they had more than one pillow. Do so, you feel comfortable saying who took the pillow? It was Michelle. Oh, 
Oh, uh-huh. what a bitch! Yeah. So, wow. so she took that the pillow. That sounds about right. Yeah, it does sound about <laughs> right, huh? All so right. I, I, um, I was like, uh, I said some things I, I probably shouldn't have said, and I was, I, but I was like furious. I mean, come on now, like, I mean, yeah, I'm not asking a for a lot. Floor in a Mexican hotel, I can't have a pillow. Yeah, that, that's all I needed. You know, I, I didn't need a blanket. I didn't need nothing. So I kind of said some things that I, I, I probably shouldn't have said, but I was irate. And then um, that's when uh, Chris, Don, and Ma all got my back and ma opens up the hotel window because uh, it didn't have screens or nothing you know and he takes one of the comforters off the bed and he throws it out the window because he knows that after this fight and everything that he wants to say we're not going to be able to sleep in this hotel room anymore <laughs> he throws the comforter out the window okay and he walks out and before he slams the door he says Stupid bitches fucking suck. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, wow. And we slept were... on the beach, the fucking beach in Rosarito. Me, Chris, Don, and Ma were huddled together, sleeping on the beach under a uh, one comforter. Cold wow, as man. hell. With... Sketchy. Yeah, real sketchy. Wow. Man, well, I wish I would have stepped in there and uh, checked uh, that chick who at the time was my girlfriend and had nothing but problems with her because she uh, sucked a lot. And uh, I didn't remember the pillow part of it. I remember you guys sleeping on the beach. I thought, man, in my memory, it was the hotel told us we couldn't have that many people in a room and said, you know, however many of you have to leave. I thought it was that. I didn't remember it well. Now I just feel bad that I didn't uh, step in and do more there. Sorry about you, that. You you were as much of a victim as anybody else. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You know, it was a just... A victim by choice for way too long. But you had to go through it, I think, you know? You had yeah. to go through it so that you know you never want that again. You know what I mean? And and now you're in a, in a great place. Whereas before, if you if you didn't learn your lesson back then, you know, who knows when you may have learned it. Uh, yeah, you know, I guess like, like a kid, you got to burn your hand on the stove before you learn not to touch the stove. Uh, I had to burn my hand on that stove a lot of times before I finally figured it out. My hand is very scarred and burned, uh, for many, many learnings, but, uh, eh, better late than never, huh? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Man, dude, that, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So it's cool to get color or more detail on that memory because I had it wrong. Huh. Yeah, Rosarito was rad. Uh, lots of great street food in Rosarito. You can get some really good street tacos in Rosarito. Um, do you remember Puerto Nuevo at all? That little town in between, uh, fucking, it's between Rosarito and Ensenada, I believe, or maybe it's between TJ and Rosarito, one or the other. In between, it's just a tiny little lobster town called Puerto Nuevo. Yeah, I remember we went there. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're really just, they're known for a really great, inexpensive lobster. And you can go get, like, a really good lobster meal for fucking nothing, like 10 bucks or something. Uh, but that little town's cool. I wonder what those towns look like now. If they're just the same, are they time capsules, or are they totally different now? Yeah, I, don't know. I wonder, too. Huh. Well, then then after that, Rose, wait, was it the same time? Well, oh, no, I'm thinking about the San, uh, San Diego trip, yeah. And then we partied in... Um, 
Ah, I can't remember the name. It was just north Pismo Beach. No, not Pismo Beach. Some P. Some beach that started with a P. And we were excited because we can drink on that beach. Oh, ho, ho. that was Pacific Beach. You were Pacific on that trip? Beach. Yes. Uh, so that trip was not meant to be an overnight trip. We were just kind of passing through San Diego, remember? Right. And yep. uh, we were, what were we doing? We were just there. Oh, yeah, I remember I was just we wearing normal back. shoes. We you weren't all ready it. for the beach. We were just coming back. Yeah, that's right. Somebody and called we, in sick, like I, maybe I called in sick or something, or a few people called in sick and said, "Hey, yeah, I'm let's sure just, I did, yeah." I yeah was let's just make another, take another day here. Well, what happened that I remember it was we went there and we were just stopping there for like beers or a drink or something like that, and and stopped and ended up being in Pacific Beach, and we were kind of standing on the boardwalk, and right next to the boardwalk was a little sign that said, "No drinking on the beach between 10 p.m. and 7 a.m." And I was like, "Huh, that means." You can drink on the beach after 7 a.m. and before 10 p.m. Like, oh, my God, you can drink on this beach. And that was a revelation of monumental proportions. And, uh, yeah, that constituted calling in sick. Uh, We're not going anywhere. And we went to the fucking beach store and bought flip-flops because you can't hang out at the beach and get slammed in tennis shoes. So... We went to the beach store, we bought flip-flops, and we were like, fuck it, dude, we're doing beach trip. This beach let you let you drink here. And we just went and bought cases of beer and got fucked up on the beach. Yeah, me and Ma bought flip-flops that time, too, I remember. I, I did, too, yeah. Ma bought yeah. really good ones, and I bought mm-hmm. kind of cheap ones. And I remember being like, god damn, I should have bought the nicer flip-flops. Like, Yeah, he did get day. some good ones, and I, I wanted yeah. to copy them, but I didn't want to copy them. And, yeah. Um, yeah, and those flip flops lasted me for a long time. They just recently yeah, kind of like screwed up and and died, but or, oh wow, uh, the bottom sole came off. But um, shit, twenty yeah, years that, of use. That's uh, that's not bad. Yeah, I know, man. Uh, so that, that was that fun. trip. <laughs> Do you remember? Okay, so we were there at Pacific Beach partying all day, and we ended up standing in some circle group around a trampoline. Because Pacific Beach is super weird. And they had a trampoline set up. And dudes were just jumping and doing crazy shit. And acting a fool off a trampoline on the beach. And we were all in a big crowd. Circled around the trampoline. Watching people act a fool. And uh, fucking DJ who has a D and an M tattooed on his shoulders. And you can only see him if he's wearing like a tank top. Or a cut off shirt or whatever. Because they're on his shoulders. And he was wearing a tank top. Because we were at the beach. And the DM uh, are right there. Which is his name his first and last name, and uh, some guy thought he was a a dragon master of, like, I don't know, some white power group, like a KKK or whoever has dragon masters. Uh And I guess this guy was a weird white supremacist, so he was all, like, being super respectful to Don as if he was some dragon master because that's a a lofty rank in the the white power community, apparently. And uh, this guy was all like, oh, wow, Dragon Master and whatever, like sucking his balls basically over it. And we were all just tripping out and Don had no idea what's going on. Like, yeah, I mean, all right, whatever, you know, he had no idea. That was pretty wow. funny. Yeah, I don't remember that. I, You would think DM, I mean, when you say DM, I think Depeche Mode, you know, and there's so many <laughs> Depeche Mode shirts out there, but. It could be anything, uh, right? The guy has the initials DM on his shoulders. Like, I mean, why would you just assume it's Dragon Master? You know, it would dumb shit, but yeah. I don't know. We were on Pacific Beach. You can't really expect a lot of intelligence. I just, I remember walking through there and just, um, yeah, you guys, 
so would sometimes like uh, um, bump people <laughs> back bump. then. Um, what do you mean? Well, like uh, I think I think you or Ma bumped somebody back then, and then uh, bumped the people him, like bumped him with our shoulder or something. Yeah, yeah, something oh, that's like a dick that. move. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were just punk kids. I wasn't a, I wasn't above that. I think we've talked before about feeling bad about being an asshole when you're younger, uh, like you know joining a, a group of dicks and making one piece one person feel worse to make yourself look or feel better. Uh, I did a little of that in those crazy party years. Not a lot. I was a good person for the most part, but I could be sucked into a pattern of, you know, getting a little too full of myself and being an asshole. So yeah, that's kind of a dick been move. through those times. Yeah. 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 No. So we, we were like shouldering strangers. Yeah. And uh, you guys walked ahead and, that's a time when I was like working out a lot. So like I was probably the biggest one or the buffest looking one there. And, uh, when you guys walked ahead, these two guys wanted to fight me who was part of the group, <laughs> but I don't think you guys saw it. And then, um, they were like circling around me and I was like, you know, what's up? Like, and, um, then some girl was like, uh, she saw what was going on, just some bystander, and she was like, oh, no, no. She realized what was happening, like a fight was going to happen. And she's like, no, no, don't, don't. And that saved me right there, just her saying that, because then they... Oh, they telling like, the guy who wanted to fight you, telling him, no, no, don't do it? Yeah, she just, like, it was a visceral, like, uh, response from her. She saw that a fight was happening. And, oh, man. Like, she, she really didn't have much control of this. She was like, no, no, don't fight. You know, and, uh, um, yeah, thank, thank goodness to that. Like no fight happened. I mean, and both these guys were smaller than me, but who knows what they may have been carrying. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, dude, I yeah, fucking, Hey man, uh, I was an idiot then, but now looking back on it, I'm just like, thank God I didn't ever, uh, piss off someone who was unstable and armed because people do some crazy shit out there. Yeah. Yeah. Especially now and more and more as people get scared, like they, you, that you who knows what what actually they might be carrying or uh, yeah I'm not know. trying to find out dude these days like even road rage back when I was younger I'd like I, I would totally flip someone off in a car if someone cut me off or did something dicky I'd be all like hey fuck you man and be all like just overt asshole uh trying to flip them off and act tough when I was not tough at all and uh you know I do, I do not do that now I'm not trying to get in a fight on the side of the road with some idiot who's willing to fight on the side of the road. Like I, I got better shit to do. I'm not trying to fuck it. I'm not trying to get killed over nonsense. Like fuck off. You go cut other people off, be a dick. Uh, I'm just going to go about my day. You're not, you're not dragging me into your, your, uh, fucking your whirlpool of anger. Like, fuck you. You have a good day, man. Uh, but it took me a long time to come to that realization. I could easily get sucked into that whirlpool of anger um, in my younger years, if someone else did something I didn't like, I would feel obligated to engage and, uh, pretty lucky yeah. I made it through all those because yeah, that easily goes the wrong way. Right. Oh, I'm telling you, I know I I've had plenty of experiences with that as well. And yeah, I'm very lucky and just very thankful that, um, that never happened to me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I did get my ass kicked once and I don't remember it at all. Cause I, I got my ass kicked pretty good. Um, the, I don't know all the details with Chris, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you remember that? Were you there? I remember, no, I wasn't there. I remember you guys telling it. That was at a warp tour, which 
I don't think they're around anymore, and even if they are, they're nothing like they used to be, but Warp Tour used to be awesome. All the best bands played Warp Tour. It's a big outdoor festival with dozens and dozens of bands over multiple days, and uh, it was an awesome time. And we were at this Warp Tour, and I was drinking hard alcohol, which has never been a good mix for me. I'm a beer guy and a pot guy, or I was. I was a beer and pot guy. I could drink and smoke. I could drink beer and smoke weed all day long and be fine. Uh, as soon as I got a little bit of hard alcohol in my body, I would either throw up, pass out, or be a dick and say shit I shouldn't have said and wake up and have to apologize. Never, never really worked good for me. I've never been a hard alcohol guy. And at this time at Warp Tour, we were drinking, oh God, uh, I want to say Red Bull vodkas, Ooh. I think. We did so a bunch not of those. Only, that, that not only was surprising. I, Mm. Yeah, and so not only was I being an asshole, I was hopped up with extra energy of all the Red Bull, and Chris and I were talking shit to some younger, smaller kids, like such douchebags. We were, like, taunting them, like, oh, fuck you, you know, we'll kick your ass, and we're just being assholes for no reason. These kids did nothing to deserve it. We were just being complete dicks, and what I assume happened after waking up and trying to piece it together was two bigger, stronger than us guys saw us being dicks for no reason to two smaller, weaker guys and decided to teach us a lesson. And the next thing Chris and I knew, we were waking up on the floor and uh, we learned our lesson. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know what happened, but my face hurt. And uh, yeah. Yeah. But we had it coming to us. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Yeah. You know, I mean, th those times happen and. Uh... Um, better to be able to talk about them than just like hide from them and everything. And but yeah, Hi. sometimes you need those adjustments. Those where you <laughs> just a little, you're flying a little too high. Uh, yeah, and well, it could have been a whole lot worse, right? These guys could have like yeah. permanently hurt us or something. I mean, instead we just woke up and um, uh, I woke up a better person that day, uh, for sure. So it could have been different. I could have woke up uh in a permanently injured person or something like that. But instead, sure. I just. Woke up with some bruises, uh, you know, a little bit of physically hurt, a little bit of uh, ego hurt, and uh, it did make me a better person. Yeah. So thanks, unknown guys who kicked my ass. <laughs> who kicked my ass. I appreciate you. You that guys was, are so compassionate. You guys are really good guys. Uh, I appreciate I appreciate you going above and beyond <laughs> and <laughs> teaching, teaching my friend and I a lesson. Yeah. Oh, man. It's it, it it's a little painful to talk about Chris a little bit uh, yeah. now that we don't talk anymore. Um, and it's weird that in this podcast we brought up Michelle, my my crazy ex, who uh, was very volatile, very problem prone, and I stayed with her way too long. We were a terrible match, and um, it was just one of those really bad relationships, right? Everyone who knew yeah. us knew we were in a terrible relationship, uh -huh. and. Uh, Chris and I have been brothers virtually for 20 some years. He's, you know, yeah. um, in the band and just in our whole brotherhood thing. We've been talking about this whole show. And then as we got older, uh, he ended up having a lot of drug and alcohol problems, went to rehab and I was really supportive of him and his efforts to recover and improve and, and quit and be, get clean. Um, and then, I found out that he had reconnected with Michelle, my ex, the crazy ex who had caused me nothing but pain and would never go away and would never stop calling me. Like she's, she, in my opinion, is a complete psycho. 
And uh, definitely like that quintessential psycho ex-girlfriend. And then I found out that my best friend or one of my great friends, my brother, uh, who I've been super supportive of through his whole rehab efforts, was seeing her during all that time and didn't want to tell me about it because I'm sure he knew I'd be pissed about it. And uh, then not long after I found out they were seeing each other, he went and married her. And that all just sucked. Yeah. Uh, so it just felt like a huge stab in the back and a dick move. And you don't do that, you know? Um, and then when I found out, I called him and confronted him about it. Because I actually found out, dude, another reason to love Ma is Ma is the kind of guy who will tell you the truth whether you want to hear it or not. That's right. Yeah. Um, he is the kind of guy who will fucking tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's brutally honest. And I love that about him. And it doesn't always work out great or make you feel awesome, depending on what end of the truth you're on. But you can always count on Ma to be 100% truthful. And I love that about him. And we were at Ricky's uh, bachelor party at his house before he got married just a few years ago, right before COVID, not long before COVID. And um, we were all in a circle hanging out. um, And then Ma had come up with, he just told me. I don't remember how it even came up. I was pretty hammered by that point. But he was just like, yeah, kind of like how Chris is seeing Michelle. And I was like, what? Huh. It was totally news to me. I had no idea. I'm like, what? He's like, oh, you didn't know? Yeah, Chris is totally seeing Michelle now. They're like a fucking thing. He's all in love and shit. I'm like, what? It was this just huge fucking slap in the face. Like, oh, my God, dude. Really? Yeah. Like, Chris and Michelle? That Michelle? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And, uh... Uh, yeah, that sucked big time to find out. And then we just went on hanging out, having a good time that night. Whatever. I'm not going to let something like that ruin my night. And then I called Chris about it maybe the next day or a few days later or soon after finding out. And, uh, he answered the phone like, Hey, what's up, brother? Like totally normal. Everything cool. And I said something like, uh, Hey man, sounds like you and I need to talk. And he could tell by the way I said that, that I knew what he was hiding. And his response, just his visceral knee-jerk response was, oh, man, I really didn't want you to find out. Mm. And that made me fucking madder than finding out. Yeah. That you're actively keeping this from me. Like, your response wasn't, I've really been trying to find the right way to tell you, or I'm so sorry it just happened, or I don't know. What difference does it make? But I guess his response of, man, I really didn't want you to find out, was like, fuck you, you lying asshole. Yeah. Uh, so that pissed me off. And then right after that, he called Ricky, who was the, the bachelor we were celebrating at the party where Ma told me. He called Ricky and just chewed Ricky out because he assumed Ricky was the one who told me his, his, uh, his terrible secret, uh, which Ricky didn't. But yeah. apparently Ricky knew about it and didn't tell me, which, uh, thank God for friends like Ma, right? Right. Um, right who will just tell you anything, no matter if it hurts your feelings or not. Like, I want Uh that brutal truth. Um, But uh, Ricky's such a sweet guy, he probably just didn't tell me because he thought it would piss me off or hurt me. But um, Yeah, he probably just didn't want to cause waves. Yeah, no, 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 I don't mean to say that he kept the information from me for any reason other than my best interest. Yeah, I'm sure that's his reason. He's super sweet. Or he could have been looking for the right time. 
Yeah, maybe. And probably the party around all of our friends was not the right time for anybody. Well, and but, he was getting married, mom. too. Yeah. Not much yeah, longer after that. Yeah. He, <laughs> and he didn't want his party getting fucking crapped on by, like, some horrible news, you know? And his uh, wedding, but, too, because Chris was at the wedding as well. You know? Oh, that's it right. Was, yeah. yeah, so Chris is going to the wedding. It's like, oh, man, I don't want any of this shit to go on. But good old mom. I was like, hey, what about this piece of information that will completely fuck everything? <laughs> 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 I love mom. Yeah. Oh, man. So, uh uh, yeah, so Chris called Ricky, got all pissed off at him, and Ricky's like, I didn't fucking tell him, dude, and all this, so Chris called and chewed him out, which is another dick move. It's like, hey, Mike found, Mike found out the truth. How dare you? Like, really? Yeah. Ricky's the problem? Like, how dare you fucking put Ricky in a position where he has to keep your fucking secret? You know, that's a dick move um, yeah. on your part, Chris. And uh, then just whatever. I didn't talk to him much or any... And then Ricky's wedding came about, and I saw Chris at the wedding. I was there. I remember when you saw <laughs> yeah. him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, 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 I think I was pretty indifferent. I mean, I'm gonna go and go like fuck you, dude, and all this. Like, really, I'm just kind of I'm above that a little bit, where it's just kind of like, all right. I mean, I see, I see how it is, and uh, I don't have room in my life for bad friends. And you've shown yourself to be a bad friend, so kind of done with you. And that, yeah, that was kind of my yeah. position there. And and uh, a little backstory too, just because you know some people might say like, oh well, what are you mad he's dating his ex? It's not about that. It's about like you you can't really you can't come into contact with her. Like every every contact that you have with her is just historically always been a nightmare. Well, like, yeah, and that's so, the thing yeah. is, truly, if she was a normal ex, like any of my other exes, like just a normal person who I dated for however long, and then it ended ended badly even, uh, especially with the amount of the long period of time that passed between ending the relationship with her and Chris meeting up with her and hooking up, I would not care, to be honest. Like, yeah, hey, you know, you're, you're both right. you're both people, like, fine, you know? I mean, I don't maybe want to hang out with you all the time together, but I'm not mad at you. I'm, I'm, I'm an yeah. adult who moved on, and I'm married with kids now. Like, I, I don't... I'm not holding on to that. You dated my girlfriend or any of that exactly. kind of nonsense. It's right. purely just that she was like literally a scary psychopath and uh, like harassed my family and all kinds of nonsense and literally bothered me for years to come. Fucking 10 years after we broke up, she still wouldn't disappear and mm -hmm. still mail me things to the house and call me and I'd change my phone number and she'd get it from a mutual acquaintance and call me again. Like I couldn't shake her. Uh, and then to find out my best friend was dating her and was serious about her was like, fuck, man, that yeah, just sucks. after you just after you got that all out of your life. Yeah. And now you're like, no. You, and, you know, it's not sustainable. And I, and I mean, uh, you're you're really kind of a massive victim in this, too, because you got one of your best friends here that, you know, you don't want to not see. But I, I attest, you don't have a choice, really. I mean, what, there, you want your life to be filled with drama? And, like, you know, you nope. don't, of course. I, I dealt with that for long enough, and uh, no. And, and my thought is, is, yeah, it does suck that I lost Chris as a friend, but I had no choice. I don't want to—I'm certainly not going to hang out with him and her, and I'm not going to do the thing where it's like, well, oh, hang out with you, but you can't bring her, and I don't want to hear about her, or any of that kind of preconditioned friendship. Yeah, like, it's not fuck it work. all, dude. Like, my thought mm -hmm. is, is we're all adults here. You made your choice. Go enjoy it. I wish you all the best. Um, do you. Do your thing. I don't want anything to do with her anymore, ever again. And now that you've associated yourself with her, I unfortunately, that means that I don't want anything to do with you, like, at all. I don't want to talk. I don't want to pretend to be your friend. 
Uh, I'm not sitting here actively hating you. I don't have time for that in my life, but I I don't want anything to do with you. So all the best, dude. Like, it was fun. I, I, I still love the person he used to be and all the memories and all the fun that we had, all the stuff that we talked about, all the great times. They're never going to go away. They're always going to be there. I'll love that guy forever. But yeah. uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's not that guy anymore. Things have changed, and I don't have room in my life for that. So uh, it was great. I'll remember you forever, um, but I want nothing to do with you. So yeah. our friendship's over. And, uh, you know, just is what it is. Sucks, but um, I'm a big boy. I can handle it. Um, and that's just, I don't know, shit happens. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's the simplest solution. And it's unfortunate, of course. And I, I don't I don't know how, sure. whether he under... I. I get the feeling a lot of times I don't think he understands it, but I mean, I told, I understand it. And I, you know, um, I, I saw the relationship. I was there through the whole thing and it was just horrible. Like it was horrible to be around you guys a lot of times because you don't know what's going to happen. And it would just like, it would explode oftentimes. And then, um, you know, oh, around um, Michelle and I. Oh, it was yeah. must have been terrible to hang out with us. Yeah, oh, I thought it was you meant horrible. Chris and I. Yeah, no, no, with the psycho ex. Like that was one of those really toxic relationships that went on way too long. And uh, yeah, no one wants to hang out with a couple that is just so volatile. Like that sucks, dude. Yeah, it was t- it was tough for all your friends and everything too. Yeah. And it was just uh, yeah. Now I'm yeah. glad it's over, and I'm I'm glad that that's you know a small footnote to all the fun we had. And uh, I have zero interest in reintroducing that um, person to any aspect of my life or my surrounding sphere of friends. And uh, it just, you know, is what it is. Like, sucks, but I didn't make the choice. You know, I mean, he made that choice. Um, It's, I mean, I don't know. I don't know anyone to say it. Like, yeah, dude, uh, you, you made your choice. Now go live it. Like, stop bothering me. Stop calling me. He's called me a bunch and he wants to. He wants to make up, and I don't know what he expects, but, you know, uh, there's nothing there. So, you know, like I said, I'm not actively hating him. I'm not sitting around just going like, what a dick and whatever. Like, I don't have time for any of that shit. Yeah. Um, my no, life is I... very full, and I have no room for that crap. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just is what it is. It sucks, but yeah, hey, yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. That wedding so, was fun, though. It, I mean, there was that one run, one run in, but uh, just to give Ricky his, uh, his wedding props, like, that was a fun wedding to do there. Ricky's wedding was so much fun. That was actually the first time the wife and I had gone out and had any fun in a long time because our baby was born a few months before that. So for the final few months of her pregnancy, she was uncomfortable and uber pregnant, and we didn't really do much. And then we had the baby, and we didn't do fucking anything and then we knew Ricky's wedding was coming up, so we had the grandparents come over, and the, our first boy was still an infant then. It was our first night out that we even went out with a babysitter, uh-huh. and boy, that wedding was, like, much needed. Uh, some beers with our boys was so overdue that uh, that, that wedding was, was really enjoyable, <laughs> other than the element of having uh, your ex-best friend, who's no longer your best friend because he's dating your psycho ex-girlfriend, Having him there was a little awkward, but not really as awkward as you might think. Like, it was just kind of like, hey, what's up, dude? I don't yeah. really want to talk. Like, you know, have a good time. Yeah, he was kind of tripping that day. Um, yeah. Did, did I ever give you the picture of your mom with her boys? And when I say her boys, I mean, you know, all, all of us. Because uh, Gap yeah. was there. Yeah, Gap, dude. Gap showed up. Was fuck, man. Uh, we could do a whole show on Gap. <laughs> man, that guy, dude. He is <laughs> so 
fun and awesome. And I, I yeah. don't even talk to him anymore. It's been months since I've talked to him and years since I've seen him. And I need to hit him up more often. But yeah, all the old school friends from way back in the crazy punk band days uh, were all there at Ricky's wedding. It was like a reunion in a lot of ways. Yeah. And my mom, who was always like the fucking surrogate mother to all of the boys, um, enjoyed it maybe more than any of yeah, us. She did. <laughs> and yeah, she got a photo with all of us drunken adult idiots surrounding her. And she was just beaming, just happier than she could ever be with all of her boys uh, around her. My mom is just that so was great. That so cute. Yeah, your mom is a bodhisattva. She's a... Oh, bodhisattva. New word. Bodhi I don't know that one. Those Japanese words again. Oh, height. <laughs> hey, do Japanese people say height, or is that just some stupid round eye thing? Uh, well, I mean, I I do think it means yes. Oh, oh, it does. It's actually like a real word. It's not like slang or or. Yeah, okay. they say hi. Uh huh. They say hi. Is it high um, or height? Um. So like, no, there's a beer, height. right? There's a height. Height. Oh, all right. But you got to say it fast like that. You can't just say like hi. You gotta be like, hi. Yeah, there's no, it's not high. Hi. Uh, hi. All right. Hi. I, I'm, I'm bad about the, uh, the, the, the bro accent. Uh, my wife makes fun of me all the time. Like she'll teach me words. My wife, my wife speaks Turkish and Farsi and a good deal of Spanish. Um, and she'll bust out words and have pretty good, uh, accent or pronunciation of that word in the native tongue. And I don't. If I, uh, I'm that guy who I can say quesadilla. Like like somewhat Mexican, but I don't. Yeah. I just say quesadilla because um, that's how I talk. And she makes yeah. fun of me all the time because I sound like some stone bro trying to say a fucking foreign word. I want a taco. Yeah. I don't say quesadilla. That I'm not that lame. I can say quesadilla, but I don't say quesadilla. Uh, yeah, I know. It feels like a lot of work I, to me. I know. I, I want to punch myself if I say that. Um, but your wife sounds like a, has definitely has like a California accent as well too, though. She totally does. Yeah, yeah no, no. But she's able to pronounce uh, other words and other languages that she that she speaks um, pretty well. And if she's speaking that language, like if she's talking Spanish with um, like our, our house cleaner speaks Spanish, she speaks English too. But she speaks really good Spanish. So Sarah tries to talk to her in Spanish, and she does a great job of it. And when she does it, she's got a decent accent. She doesn't go over the top and really try to sound like she's. Um, a native Spanish speaker, but she she puts on the accent. Whereas when I do it, it's more like uh, "Como esta." Um, <laughs> <laughs> I sound like a full blown like Bill and it, Ted. Like you sound I, like I, a, I sound like Bill and Ted. Yeah, yeah. asking a question in Spanish like "Donde esta el baño, bro?" <laughs> I'm I'm that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just went to a Mexican restaurant not that long ago, and I I did uh, pronounce it a little bit. And I, I gave it an attempt, you know what I mean? Let's because it. It, it was, it was all Mexican people working there. I'm in Tennessee. I want to, I want to put a little good foot forward, you know? So I, I figured I'd give it a, a chance and it was, um, I don't even remember what the word was, but I, I kind of know how to do that. And, uh, sometimes when I do that, though, Megan kind of looks at me like, will you stop it? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's funny. Yeah. She's just like, don't even try. No. Yeah. No. No mas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? I talk nope. the way I talk, and uh, I try not to try too hard. And, uh, you know, like, uh, sometimes if it feels right, I'll, I'll, I'll try to give it a little bit of a accent or flair, but usually it's just kind of like me speaking Spanish, so why should I sound any different? It's me. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, on that note, after pouring our heart out about all kinds of really fun 
uh, stories, good times, heartbreak, losing great friends, and uh, ordering tacos with a with a with a broed out flair. I think we covered a lot of ground, D. Yeah, no, this is going to be a fun one to listen to again. I think <laughs> a lot of memories, a lot of memories. Man, it all just came kind kind of pouring out. Oh, and my incredible customer service experience I shared with you. I hope that was uh, exhilarating. Moen, Moen, big fan. I'll buy Moen products again. I'm a repeat customer, customer for life, even. Fantastic I'll buy them support. Too. Yeah. Yep. Love yeah. that story. Yeah. All right. Well, great talking to you. Always fun. And uh, you too. You have a great weekend, dude. All right. You too, Mike. (laughs) Thanks a lot for listening. We really appreciate you joining us. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app. And for more episodes and info, check out DerekandMike.com. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.